0: Welcome to How Now, the podcast where we talk about how to live in the now. And here's your host, Kim martin Lane. Peace and blessings, everyone. Welcome to How Now, the show where we talk about how live in the now again I am your host Kim Martin Raymond and I'm so excited to have you all here with me today as we talk about how to live in the now this is our flagship show so I'm excited to be here with four very dynamic women who are about as close to family as I can have we have over 35 years (laughs) of experiencing one another (laughs) and I thought that it would be apropos to have my circle, my inner circle, my sistren, my sisterhood here with me today as we talk about who we want to be during COVID-19 and before we get started and before I introduce these wonderful ladies of faith and integrity to you um one of the ladies shared with us a um a uh, statement that was made by Pastor Rick Warren of Saddleback Church in Lake Forest, California. And I wanted to start with this because it was so, it resonated with me as to what this show is about, as to what our sisterhood is about. And I just thought it was a wonderful way for us to uh, bring in this flagship show. So it says, change re- requires honest community. To change the defects in your life, you have to have people in your life who tell you the truth. You're not going to get well on your own. You're going to need people in your life. You're going to need support. You're going to need a small group. Change requires honest community. There are some things in your life you're never going to be able to change on your own typically the things that are the most difficult in your life and that you don't want everyone else to know about. You're never getting over those things until you share them with someone. You don't have to tell everybody. You just need to find one person who will trust you and whom you trust. Someone who will be confidential, love you unconditionally, not be judgmental and pray for you. Revealing your feelings is the beginning of healing. This does not mean a small group where you get together on a superficial level and everyone is fine or doing great. You have to get to a level of maturity in your small group where you can say, I had a tough week this week. Life stinks. Here's what happened. So stop telling lies. Let us tell our neighbors the truth for we are part of the same body. And that comes from Ephesians 4.25, we are parts of the same body. So if you're a believer, you also are a belonger. You belong to the family of God and every other believer belongs to you. You cannot become until you belong. You can't become what God wants you to be until you belong in a group that's going to have gut level honest community. Put away falsehood, talk to your neighbor, Tell your friend the truth because we belong to each other. If you're serious about changing the deepest hangups in your heart, the deepest defects in your life, you're going to have to face the fear of being honest. You've got to stop faking it. You've got to put away falsehood. You've got to be real. You can go through life with one of two choices, pretending that you've got it all together, getting it all together, but you'll never get it all together as long as you pretend you've got it all together. And you're never going to get well, get healed, or get rid of the area that's bugging you in your life until you talk to somebody about it. And that, my friends, is what this show is all about. It's all about creating that community. It's all about creating that platform that we have where we're able to be honest and to talk about our feelings and that's something that i do with these young ladies if not every day every other day because we're online talking to one another lifting one another up encouraging one another to to just keep the faith and to keep going especially during this covid-19 pandemic it's been a trying time for all of us and so it's it's important that we have platforms where we feel safe where we can share ideas where we can talk about not what happened, but how we're going to navigate through what is happening, because we don't know when it's going to be over. So it's important for us to have that community, to have that space, and that's what How Now is all about. So I thank my sister, Denise Davis, for sharing that with me and uh, you know, with us, because that's how we're going to move forward. That's, that's what's going to help us to get to that space of peace. So with that being said, I would love to introduce my lovely, lovely sister in circle, those, like I said, who are dear and near to me. And we are going to start uh, with seniority first. So (laughs) I'm going to ask my beautiful girlfriend, Grace Franklin, to introduce herself.
1: Good morning, beloveds. So yes, I'm Grace. Grace Franklin, are we being formal with a full name? Yes. Okay. So my name is Grace Franklin. I live in Queens, New York, and um, in terms of uh, what I do, I work in the neuroscience department of a nearby hospital um, in neurosurgical coordination.
0: Beautiful. Thank you so much for being here, Grace.
2: We'll (laughs) go next in line with Denise Davis. Good morning, everyone. My name is Denise Davis, as Kim has already stated. I live in Columbia, Maryland. And what I do is I work within the Patient Access Services Department as an assistant director for one of the major hospital systems in the Baltimore area.
0: Beautiful. Welcome, welcome. Next, we have Karen Shaw. Good morning, everyone. Um, Yes, my name
3: is Karen Shaw. And I live in the uh, South Jersey area. I also work in the medical field, um, in the endocrine department of it, actually. Um, And uh, I just wish love and light to you
0: all this day. Beautiful, beautiful. Thanks for being here, Karen. And we'll finish with uh, Denise Gavaya.
4: Good morning, everyone. And thank you so much for having me. Um, My name is Denise Gavaya, and I live in the Atlanta area. Um, I'm employed at a local university. Um, I'm the Director of Academic Assistance and Career Services um, within one of the colleges of that university in the School of Public
0: Health. Wonderful, wonderful. So you see, we have, I have women in my circle from all walks of life who are just beautiful <laughs> spirits. And I mean, mm-hmm. part of the essential worker area because we all you know working in education we're working in the medical field uh you know i work in the education field as well as a training director and it's just you know wonderful to be able to have these women in my circle so again i am thrilled that they are here to help me as i talk about who we want to be during covid 19. and what that entails is uh zones that we tend to fall into when we are in a crisis. So when we talk about this pandemic and we talk about the effects of it, we have to kind of know where we are in order to know where we're going, how we're getting to the now part or how we're dealing with, with how we're going to function moving forward. So there are three zones that are relevant to any type of crisis that we have. There's the fear zone, There's the learning zone and there's the growth zone. And as we go through any type of crisis, there's gonna be some overlap in those zones. Things that are going to occur that are going to move us hopefully to the process of growth. That's our final destination to get to a space of growth or to be in in the process of learning and growing. So let's talk a little bit about that fear zone. And that fear zone, there are some characteristics that take place with that. We see people being easily angered. We see people complaining. We see, a p- see people causing others to be agitated and, and to become fearful, okay? When we talk about the fear zone with regards to the pandemic, think about what was going on when we first found out about this pandemic. We were bombarded with facts that, hey, there's a pandemic we didn't know whether it was just isolated to China. We didn't know whether it was just isolated to a particular group of people. We were hearing a lot of conspiracy theories that were going on in the, in the social media, also on the media platform, NBC, ABC, all of the major networks. And so it, it raised a lot of fear. We started seeing paper towels and toilet tissue flying off the shelves. And then we got to a space where we we're like okay uh there'll be more toilet tissue It'll we'll come back uh, you know on the shelves next week and then the next thing you know those those uh shelves were empty and then that fear factor that hoarding of items and purchasing things started to come into play and so i want to stop there and ask the ask the ladies what was going on when you first found out about this pandemic So I think
3: um, its first course um, in the medical office, we were uneducated on how we should be handling our immune um, selves within the office, within our patients, within our homes. You weren't really sure of how we were going to um, a- a- adopt to caring for people and ourselves. And I think just another sort of flu type something going around. The severity of it was not, at least in my area, was not so critical at the very beginning. And I'm talking about late February, early March. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, After numbers started to come through and, you know, stories of it being uh, airborne then the panic like some you know uh, areas started to come through where you don't want anyone too close to you you're covering everything you're cleaning everything hence the rush to the supermarket to get well I still don't understand the toilet tissue but you know <laughs> it was just... Um, we're just going through the motions of keeping yourself clean and, oh, well, you know, I clean everything with bleach anyway and, you know, I, I keep my area clean. But then that airborne information where you don't know who has it, who doesn't have it set in, I think that started the panic-like feelings. Wearing.
0: Right. I think that also, and the escalation of, right. of um, you know, telling you that we had to Quarantine and people need to stay at home, and then they started setting, uh, you know, a lot of the uh, the curfews and saying that we couldn't be out and, and uh-huh. couldn't go to the stores and you couldn't do things. You need to stay in your homes, and I think that's where the really where the fear started to escalate as well. Anything else, ladies?
1: Well, I can add to that. Working physically in a hospital setting, you know, dealing with literally all of what you just said, compounded by Literally hearing when someone is going into distress, not breathing, and a code being called to intubate that person. Um, hearing people talk about uh, what's going on um, on the ICU, having fours um, totally deployed of the patients that normally would be there, and having that converted into a COVID four. Um, just that good. Like, Everything, like I said, that you just mentioned, that you two ladies just mentioned, with actually being in the hospital and seeing the signs of what was happening. um, There are just no words, just daunting, overwhelming. Um, I can imagine. Having to put it into perspective, you know, even with all of that, still having to put it all into perspective and try to deal with your own personal feelings about what's going on. the information, but yeah, we are so, yeah, living tr- in You're in the
0: New York area, and you hear about you know death tolls, and you hear about you know many people who who um, did not survive. And so, Girl, I'm sure myself,
1: just at night, two o'clock in the morning, hearing the ambulances scream down the blocks every couple of minutes, you know, yeah, mm-hmm.
0: truly mm-hmm. historic. Yeah. Either the Denises. What was your experience?
2: So my experience is multifaceted, right? Because we all have personal stories that we can tell um, um, of family members being diagnosed, dealing with it. My brother um, suffering, being at a distance because you know family is in New York and I'm here in Maryland, and so really not being able to do anything, feeling hopeless because if I go there to try to help, you know, now I put myself and my my child at risk and. You know, and all that that, you know, goes with. But listening to, like, my sister-in-law, who works in the health industry as well as a nurse, talking about the truckloads of um, bodies, right? The hospitals being inundated with the morgues being overrun and having to get refrigerated trucks that sit out behind the hospitals where the bodies mm-hmm. are being housed. It's unexplainable. I mean, it's, it's something that we've never seen in our lifetime and something that we never thought would happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in the back of the minds of people who, who are introspective and think about these things, they don't think it was anything that was ever impossible, probably something that was inevitable, but we never thought we would see it in our lifetime. And it definitely right. brings out a different side of people, both the good and the bad, mm-hmm. right? Um, one of the things that you know moving on from some of the more morbid things um, and that's real to me is I had a, a child that graduated from high school this year. All of the things that surround that that you know January February everything was was shut down We're not doing that you can't even come to school anymore right. um, you know the the whole education of our children has changed and and the fact that we, particularly as women, some of us as single parents raising children. How do you deal with that? Especially if you have a job where you have to go to work and now your child is expected to do virtual learning. It's a huge challenge, um, especially working in a call center where we have 350 people and a lot of that population is affected by this, right? So it it's very challenging. Um, for all of us and we have, this is the the new normal, what's normal anymore? This is the new situation, this is where we are. And how, you know, just what this whole program is about, how do we come out of that? How do we adjust? How do we um, fix our minds to understand that going forward, these are the things that we have to do to prevent, to maintain, um, to lift up, to encourage, to move on, you know, to, to new lives, so.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Denise, and then you, you touch a little bit possibly on that education field too, because you're in that field and, and what that looked like you know, um, on the collegiate level.
4: Yes. So certainly. Um, I remember getting an early heads up um, that this was coming because I work in a school of public health. Um, I'm surrounded by epidemiologists and um, biostatisticians. And so they they were already running models and predicting and and we pretty much had a heads up and we were getting ready i think weeks before um anyone was uh, just because of the um the the program of study that i work with um and you know watching a university a huge university like the one that i work with suddenly pivot from being this fully in-person to this completely online entity where everybody had to go home, all the students, all the faculty, all of the staff, and we had to figure out protocols. How are we we still going to work? I think um, a lot of industry was not ready for that. That's something that we all had to learn immediately.
0: Absolutely.
4: also, at the, at the outbreak, one of my biggest fears uh, was having a significant number of family members in the, U, in the New York area, mm-hmm. where, where the outbreak was really intense. Um, I mean, New York was, that was the, the first place in the United States, I think, like ground zero. Right. And, you know, having a mother that lived there that ended up getting sick at some point. Um, and I remember sending out warnings very early, um, I would say two, three weeks early. Please stay home. Please stay home. So very much in the fear zone. You know, the whole toilet paper thing was <laughs> 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 was a challenge. I think for every single one of us, right. um, because yeah. all of a sudden you realize this is a really hot commodity, and I have to get some before That's there's it. none. Um, but just experiencing that, the, those first few weeks in in um, late. February, early, um, March, you know, I'll, I'll never forget that. And, and that's not something I would ever want to
0: experience again. Yeah. I mean, cause I think you know, it took away the six degrees of separation because you know, the pandemic hit and, and people started losing loved ones and, and people started, uh, you know, being diagnosed with, with COVID and, and wanting to know what that looked like, because for some people, it, you know, there were still those conspiracy theorists who are out there saying that, oh, this is just a farce. This is, it's not real. It's not something that's really happening. And it to uh, it becoming real for some people. I know people who have had uh, the effects of, of COVID-19 for over 200 days at this point. So we don't know how it's going to, to affect us. We don't know what the long-term, uh, you know, outcome is and then also we have people who are, who have contracted it more than one time and so i think that you know the fear just escalated in us not knowing exactly what to do or how to proceed just like you all were saying it it put us in a space of Of confusion it put us in a space of uncertainty we had to figure out okay so so now what do we do and I think that's where the learning zone comes in because then we had uh, you know statements coming out from the CDC and from the World Health Organization and other entities that were telling people things that they needed to do in order to be safe and that's where they started talking about you know, you, you have to wear masks. And you know, they were talking about you know, proper cleaning procedures and things that, that you needed to do. And I remember, uh, you know, being in this space because I said, okay, now that we know the what, what this is, it's a pandemic. Then, like I said, I began to focus on the how. Now, now how, do I, how do I proceed? What is it that I need to do? And that's where that lo- learning zone comes in. That's where I had to say, okay, I can't control this situation. I can control what's happening in my house, but I can't control what's happening outside of my house. I can't control whether other people are wearing masks or whether they're doing things or if they're properly cleaning. I can control those things in my house. So it was easier for me to say, oh, stay at home. Yeah, because I can control this space and I can follow the guidelines. And I think one of the things that I did initially is I sat down and I wrote out a COVID plan. I, I, you know, the CDC talked about it and said, you know, you have to have a course of action. I said, what should happen if I were to uh, contract uh, the virus? What what needs to happen in my house? And so I sat down and I had all the medical information and contact information for the people who live in my immediate home. Started talking about, you know, how we would uh, operate, how I would quarantine myself from my children and, and from my daughter and my granddaughter and from my husband if necessary. What were some of the things that I needed to do? So I started to get into that learning zone, started talking about, okay, I know that there are certain stores that are going to have disinfectants and things that I may need. And then I started to share that information with others. Hey, I saw a saw that story. I only given out one, girl, get over there. You know, my brother, get over there and get it. So you really start to, to come to terms with things in that learning zone and, and becoming more aware of what's going on around you. And also being careful not to share information that was going to move people back into that fear zone, you know, starting to, to differentiate between those things that were relevant and those things that were, you know, just again, those conspiracy theories that were going on. So what are your thoughts on that, the learning zone, moving beyond that fear into that education? <laughs>
2: Well, I'll go ahead and, and jump in. Um, I think it's important to be informed. I think the problem in our society is that there's so much conflicting information. Um, who do you listen to? It's almost like diets, right? Like, what's the best diet? Is it keto? Is it paleo? Is it this? Is it that? It's you know, And people just start going down whatever path certain people tell them to do. It's, you know... If they tell us to inject ourselves with Windex, then we're, you know, we're going to go ahead and, and do that too. It's the most ridiculous thing, right? We're just a, a society of sheep. So I think <clears throat> trying to find what, what the truth is can sometimes be difficult. Right. I think exercising some common sense and, and caution makes sense. If something is airborne, for me, I knew early on, when people were talking about six feet, if something is airborne, it can travel longer than how tall I am right? It's going to be able to travel 10, 15 feet. Stay away from me, right? I don't want to, I don't want to be near any of that, right? So I think a lot of, of common sense has to come into place. But I think though, too, um, even though we've learned that it's airborne, even though we learned, we've learned how we can spread the behavior of some of the people in this country, I mean, we went through an entire summer dealing with this, right? Mm-hmm. How many of you heard about family cookouts? How many of you heard about I parties know. where people are getting together and they're not wearing masks? And, you know, I know that my family is cool. I don't have to worry about it. And then they wonder why people get sick. I don't know how I got it. Seriously? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously? I had you know I had an employee who got sick. I, said, I don't know how I got sick. I don't go anywhere. But my children are out on the street all day, every day. That's right. Right? And so they, you know, we don't know what our children are doing. They come back in the house. And, of course, they put everybody at risk. So I think learning is, Learning is definitely important, but um, carrying out the instructions as a result of that learning is extremely important because I can know, you know, those who know better do better. That's right. right. Um, And I'm not saying we shouldn't socialize and we shouldn't get together and we should be afraid of everyone. But for those of of us like myself who are at higher risk um, and have some of the underlying conditions that are more susceptible to getting this. I have to be careful. I don't have a choice. My daughter depends on me solely, right? So I can't afford to play games with what's going on, trying to play guessing games about who, what, when, and where. So I think the learning is is definitely important. And I I really liked what you said about having a plan because I did the same thing, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's important to know what your resources are who the people are that you can reach out to who needs to be informed keeping track of the people that you've interacted with so that you can let them know hey um i just want to let you know you may want to go and have yourself tested so all of that Mm -hmm. is definitely and resources i mean everybody's doing it hey costco's got toilet paper again (laughs) get get yourself some toilet paper
0: people are (laughs) online at sam's around the corner
2: exactly
0: toilet tissue and, and paper towels and things were there absolutely
2: but kind of to Karen's point earlier, I mean, I kept all that stuff like the big, like, I don't even know what size that is of the Lysol that they have like, at the Costco and like the packs of three bleach. Like I stay with that stuff in my house. Like I'm cleaning all the time to make sure that, you know, that we don't have issues. But it's it's really become a challenge now. I mean, the first thing for working in an office environment was wipes, wipes and hand sanitizer. That's right. Couldn't get any of that stuff. Absolutely. Gone. Right. So, you know, learning is I think it's definitely um, a key aspect of this, but following through my whole point of, of going through this tirade is to say that we can learn as much as we want to learn, but you that's have right, to right. utilize that, that learning and put it into practical action in your life.
0: Absolutely. I think that, that, that's an excellent point. And that, and that's uh, something that, that we definitely want our listeners to be aware of. You know, learning is wonderful. We, you know, we all uh, have, uh, you know, gone through education and you know, just like you said, knowledge and, and learning without application, you know, is void. I mean, we're not taking ourselves to uh, a level that's going to help us if we're, if we're going to learn things and we're not going to implement them. So that's definitely key, uh, you, you, uh, you know, hit the nail on the head with that with regards to being able to, you know, gather that information and to utilize it because that's going to be to, to your benefit and not to your detriment. Any other comments, ladies?
4: You know, one of the things that I, that I wanted to comment on in this learning phase, and, and Denise, you, Denise Davis, you touched on that, um, is the misinformation and, and the lack of, of leadership and, and um, solidarity in a, in a plan to do things. I think that added a lot of um, difficulty to the learning curve. Um, and if you were not if you were not privy to, to working with with folks or knowing folks who knew more about this, then I could just imagine the the amount of of, of confusion and frustration um, uh, of of just your average citizen trying to navigate. Well, what what do I do? What do I set up? How does this go? Do I need gloves? What kind of masks do I need? You know, trying to figure out how to get all of those things. Um, I remember initially, I couldn't even get a proper mask. I like, made one at home. <laughs> you know, like I, mm-hmm. I made a mask because it, it just, you know, every there was a run on everything and you couldn't get gloves and you couldn't get masks. And so you just had to figure out, well, you know what? I can make one. And so you made one. Um, but but yeah, certainly the 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 lear- the learning zone was 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 difficult to navigate. I think because it was different from state to state. Right. It was, you know, we were getting so so much misinformation, and and um, you know, just trying to tell people, look, you really need to stay home. You know, for me, it was, of course, as 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 you mentioned, Kim, getting a plan. What mm-hmm. what happens if this happens? What about this? And you know, just the what ifs. And, and, um, and then for me, it was mostly isolating. Um, I did a lot of isolating, social isolating. I stayed home a lot um, and still do to this mm-hmm. point. Um, I've got a little bit more now, but, but uh, for the most part, I stayed home because I knew that was one of the, the ways I could be as safe as possible.
0: Yeah, I mean, you touched on something that, you know that it, it's how we obtain information that's key because some people are limited in in their sources of, lim, of of information. You know, some information is like Wikipedia. You know, it's just it's just fly by night information. It's not information that that uh, you know we can sink our teeth into. Something that's going to be vital. It's it's a lot of fluff. Then you've got uh, you know people who are compulsive about it. They've got to be careful about that. That they're not going and seeking from so many sources that they can't. Differentiate or determine what actually is sound uh, information and and what's uh, you know false information. So I think with social media that that's been a hard we're hard pressed to uh, you know kind of you know it kind of skews the learning curve a little bit because people are focusing on on uh, you know social media and what they hear other people saying and and we don't know that that resource is you know, sound enough. So yeah, it's a matter of figuring out where do we go? How do we learn and and what do we do in the process? How do we, you know, just like you were saying, Denise, that we need to, you know, I needed to limit my my time going out or interacting until I could be sure of what's the best course of action. And sometimes it's just a matter of being still long enough to figure those things out. But then uh, it's also important for us to get that information to those who may not have access to it. So that's why it's important that we have those platforms where people are able to get sound information and then they can go ahead and make that judgment call from there. Grace or Karen, do you have anything else to add?
1: Um, fully agree with all that you ladies have already put out there. I'd just be echoing pretty much the very same things you've already said. Okay, Karen.
3: I'm actually pretty, Good. I think that, that we definitely needed this conversation because it is the time for this, as mm-hmm. you said. It. And, um, you know, I get such strength from my sisters. You have no idea what you all mean to me being an only child and having sisters that I have chosen in my life. Um, God has blessed me immensely. So I appreciate the conversation this morning.
0: Yeah, awesome. You know, and and, and I think that's key in just what um you know Pastor Rick was saying in, in his uh, comments about community. And it is that you know we're we're going to rely, you know, on our community when we don't have access to these resources, uh, you know, or, or these uh professional entities that can bring information to us, we tend to rely on our community, those who are closest to us, our family and our friends. And we're going and we're trying to seek information from them as well. So yes, it's important, your circle, your community of people that, that they are informed and that you can share information. And just like Karen said, this is this is part of that learning process because we're learning together and we can share information that's going to help to push us into what's going to be the next zone. And that next zone is the growth zone. And that's a zone where we're thinking of others and and what we can do to help others. We've kind of said, okay, I've I've gained some information. I've gleaned some information. Now I'm in a position where I want to help and support others. And we've seen a lot of this through people who have made masks and done things. We're seeing people taking their creative juices and the things that they, and the talents that they have, and then making them available to others so that they can use those to, to help them as, as we're going through this process. So in that vote zone, you're seeing a lot of, of people reaching out. We're seeing people that are, are you know, making sure that, that food pantries are open and that people are getting the, the things that they need. People are getting extra supplies and we're seeing them in their communities and saying, hey, if you need extra toilet tissue, we have it. Or if you need extra paper towels or cleaning supplies, we have it. Some of the churches are doing that. And, and they're trying to make sure that they're keeping their social distancing, but also, you know, making those things available. And again, like I said, they're using their talents. So many people making masks and, and, and you know, coming up with other creative ways to help people. And that's part of both, because now we know what the issue is. We know that, you know, we've learned a little bit more about it. And now we're saying these are the things that we can use and utilize to help to move people forward. And we're seeing a lot of empathy. And that's something that is critical when we're dealing with any type of crisis. We never want to discount how someone feels about something. Hey, eh, you're overreacting. Hey, eh, you're making a big deal on it. Oh, it's not a big deal. We have to always be empathetic of others and to be able to say, you know, I'm sorry that you're having this experience. And this is unique in that we're all experiencing this situation simultaneously. It's not just one group or one distinct person or or one distinct group of people that's experiencing this. We're all experiencing this. So there has to be empathy because we're all going to react in different ways. And so empathy is key. Emotional intelligence is key. Being able to, to be empathetic of ourselves as well and to be able to not be so hard on ourselves for feeling the way we do. Because every day, we're not going to be on 10. Every day, we're not going to be in a space of saying, okay, I'm over this. There are some days that I'm like, you know what, this is garbage. (laughs) I don't feel like like doing this today. It's too much. I'm tired of cleaning. I'm tired of spraying. I'm tired of doing it, you know? And and that's where we're seeing some people get lax. But when you're getting into that space of growth, you're saying, okay, these are the things that I need to do. I'm going to have not only that, kilos love where I had that brotherly love. I'm going to have that Volusia love. Where I'm going to have that self-love too. And I'm going to grow in this space and see, okay, what can I do to, to take myself to the next level as I'm dealing with this? So we're, we're trying to, to get ourselves into a state of peace and saying, okay, I don't like to use that term, you know, the new normal, because when we talk about normal was it normal for us not to spend time with our families? Was it normal for us to, to be constantly ripping and running and, and dealing with all kinds of, of stress and, and doing things uh, that didn't pull us together? Was that normal? And do we want to go back to that? So it's just a matter of, of getting into that space of, of peace and seeking how we can adapt to, to new things and, and this new space that we're in. You know, we're having opportunities to spend time with our families. What are we doing with that space? Are we growing our families? Are we still trying to look for ways to get away from them? Because that's not normal. And so it's just a matter of of seeing what we can do to be creative. And we've seen a lot of people in in that growth zone using their creativity and saying, okay, I'm now going to tap into the resources that I have personally It's been a time of growth for some people and abundance spiritually. We've seen a lot of spiritual aspects that have um, come out of this growth zone. We've seen people who have have taken their their relationships or their their, um, talents or their uh, ideas to the next level as a result of this pandemic. So we're seeing a lot of spiritual mental and physical growth that's coming out of this uh pandemic as well your thoughts on that ladies?
1: i feel that um definitely throughout this period um it really has a lot of positives uh in terms of my perspective have come out of it in the sense that it's made really clear the things that really matter in life we all get caught up on the merry-go-round of life, working, all the different things that we engage in. But when you have something like this happen, in no time, it makes really clear the things that really do matter in life. And you mentioned the spiritual component. Absolutely. Absolutely. Whatever, um, Whatever people subscribe to, spiritually, religiously, definitely something like this has to send to you it has to bring you back to your source it just how do you exist otherwise so um and yeah really connecting with people in real meaningful ways I mean there's no other healthy way to really function and exist through a time like this otherwise so yeah Kim I'm fully feeling all of that growth zone of the items that you've listed
0: there. Absolutely. Awesome, awesome. And, and like I said, you touched on something that that is, is critical. It does. It brings you back to center. It brings you back to source. It it makes you take a hard look at yourself. You know, and I think that in this pandemic, some people, you know, being at home, it was difficult for them because it was difficult for them to look in the mirror and to mm-hmm. be able to, to come to, to grips and to terms with who they were it made a lot of us question who am I and, and, you know, am, am I so focused on what other people think that I can't even be in a space with myself and be comfortable Mm -hmm. or, 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 you know, not have a level of fear arise in me as a result of that. So yeah, I think that it's really touched people a lot. It's really made people stop and think, okay, where am I? And, and who am I in all of this?
2: Mm -hmm. So I was, um, gonna, t- I, I agree, right? I echo everything that, that you and Grace have said. Um, for me, um, directly, I think in some of the people that I deal with, because as m- many of you know, I mentor and I coach um, as on the side, right? And I mentor a lot of the people who work with me at the entity for which I am employed. And um, some recent readings that I've been doing about living on purpose, right, have, mm. have definitely. Um, in this pandemic era resonated even more with me. I mean, it always has, but even more so now. And so when I am mentoring or talking to these people who are kind of floundering, right, to try to figure out what it is that they wanna do with their life, I usually come back to that um, living on purpose sentiment, right, Mm -hmm. especially now. Um, But I've always done it. It's so funny that it is, it used to reach them, but it reaches them on a completely different level now right? It's a completely different level. So much so people who wanted to go back to school to get a degree for which they had no passion. They had no interest. They had, it was not something that was something that spoke to them or that would help them to fulfill their purpose it was just something that they thought they had to do either because like you said someone else told them it was something they should do they should have an interest in this because it has affected their family and not because it has anything to do with who this person is and what they would like to do so you have a group of people at least i've been experiencing a larger group of people who are much more introspective about who they are as people and better yet who they want to be as people. And then, you know, to even go a step further, it has tapped some of those people into the creative essence of who they are, really. Right. Mm-hmm. So someone who was doing something on the side that was maybe creative that they said, Oh, you know, that's just a hobby. When I have time, right. How many of said, how many times we said that that's right. when I have time, I'll go and, and do this thing that gives me life, but I have to go to work and I have to work. But when I have time, I'm going to do those things that really pour into me and give me purpose now they've kind of flipped things around right it's no longer i'm going to go pursue this degree i'm really going to go ahead and get this business license which some of them have done i'm really going to start advertising more i'm really going to start spending time after my work schedule i'm going to spend time focusing on what is important to me and even though we had talked about those things prior yeah yeah, yeah you're right i'll do you know and they would do little bits pieces here and there i've seen Huge leaps and bounds in the things Absolutely. that people are doing, and it's amazing to watch. From me, right. So as Grace was talking about the hope and and having hope for the future, I, I forget if it was Grace or someone else, but having having hope for where we're going, right, mm-hmm. and 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 being in this growth zone that you're talking about, I think. For me, that is one of the phenomenal things that has come out of this, so, like Grace was saying, there are some good things that have come out of this, and I think that's one you know people are growing in themselves, they're being much more introspective, and um I hope you know before this thing thing ends, right, people continue to do that, and so that when we are back to whatever craziness as you you know talk about Kim what was normal after all right right? we're back to some semblance of you know more interaction and less social distancing and people don't forget where they were in this growth zone that they continue to grow and that they continue to move forward um in those people that they have become because let's face it we're all new people it takes tragic events like a death like a you know a marriage, like the birth of a child that's or right. the death of a child, that will mark your mark that place in history for you forever. Moving forward, you're a different person. You're not the same person anymore. So let's hope that in a good way, all of these people who are growing in this growth zone will continue to do so and grow as people.
0: Right, I think that's important because when you think of growth, where where does it come from? It comes from the seeds that, the seeds that are planted.
2: Absolutely. And That's where that
0: whole learning aspect comes from. The learning aspect is it should serve as seeds that are planted that are going to help us to grow, that are going to help us to, to progress. Okay. And until we plant those seeds and until they're firmly rooted, you know, we can grow it. But if we don't continue to nourish it and we don't continue to, to water it and to provide the sunlight and things that it needs, then it can still die. Surface growth, and we want it, we want to be able to to dig deep. We want to be able to plant those seeds and have them be firmly rooted, and have it be a part of our existence, and not just be like you said something that's fly by night. That as soon as this is quote unquote over, and we're hearing a lot of that. Oh, I can't wait till 2021 when this is over. Will it be over? <laughs> <laughs> will it will it not. Be over? you know i i i just don't know but we we want to be able to to plant those seeds i want to also give denise and uh and karen an opportunity to speak on this growth zone as well
4: so um know and i'll be brief but yes ladies i agree with everything that that has been said before um i think this is the quintessential coming to jesus moment. yeah um you know that's the way i see it i i also um see it as almost a reset button right
2: um
4: where 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 humanity in general right everybody is 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 going to have this this epiphany <laughs> that, yeah. that 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 uh, hey you know what let me review the way I've been living and let me do better and so that what when when we do emerge from this that it that the, the new normal will be so much better than the old normal um, I mean that's that's my that's my prayer and that's my hope um, that. That, that everyone learns from this, that everybody gleans from this, that we come out better on the other side. Um, yes, we, we have suffered losses. Um, mm-hmm. I can't think of a person that I know who has not suffered a loss, either within their family or very right. close friends. Um, and, and, you know, and so in the midst of all of that, I think that we would want to um, come out better on the other side. And I, I'm hopeful of that. that, that is my fervent hope
0: uh, for what has transpired here and what we continue to experience every day. Yes, actually, I think that is our collective prayer that, that, that the new normal <laughs> that people keep talking about consists of us being respecters of persons and, and, and of us being caring and, and being creative and, and stepping into our purpose That should be the normal. That should be what is normal. That's what normal should have been in the first place. (laughs) So, (laughs) you know, we talk about new normal, the new normal should be what what those things that we were supposed to be, You know, that's what we were created to be. We were created to love one another and to to support and to edify each other. That should be the, the normal. And so that is my prayer too, that we're able to get to that space. Karen, do you wanna add anything? I am,
3: I'm in um, complete agreement in the sense that at this time and this day, I just, the only thing that I can think of is to keep prayer first to whatever deity that you guys are. Yeah. I, I have to keep myself focused for the betterment of the people that depend on me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so that being said, I, I concur. With you know, my sisters that we talk you know privately and se- separately all the time about certain things, but I definitely, I definitely needed to hear some of these things from the different aspects that you guys have come from today, because it's not just me alone going through it.
0: That's. It. Mm-hmm. So, so in beginning to wrap things up, ladies, and again, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts and, and um, your comments on these different zones. Like i said since the show is called how now and we're talking about how people live in the now i want to give each one of you an opportunity to talk about where you think you are now and and uh what you think things are looking like for you moving forward
2: all right so i'll start i'm the guinea pig i'll go ahead and get started <laughs> um just to come full circle on the discussion i think you just just like karen has said we've had group Um, text, group conversations, individual discussions. For me, um, this has been a very introspective time. I have made some substantial changes in my life as a result of what we've been going through over the last few months and will continue to make those changes. I think for me, it is, I mean, because we're all blah, blah, blah years old. We won't go into that, but um, this this group of ladies um, has always been very introspective in, in my opinion. We've always been ahead of our time. We've always had a, spir- a spiritual center, always. Um, for me personally, having known all of that and wanting to move into the future to change my life again, right? I almost want my life to not even resemble anything that it is now right being in corporate america for so long every day i come home and wonder what is the point right like grace and i talk about this all time all the time like what is the point the constant rat race the constant stress as we get older my body i don't know about y'all but my body doesn't respond to stress the way it used to Right, you where you can you all
1: of us. Listen, to, like, we
2: could have, you know, shaken off the stress, and, you know, we could go out and party and go to work the next day and be up for two days. And li- li- I can't do that stuff anymore. No. Like, it's just, <laughs> there's just some practicality that needs to be had now. So for me going forward, I'm in, I don't want to say the sunset of my life. I'd like to say I'm still in the prime of my life. And whilst I'm still young enough with a fair amount of health, I want to enjoy that life. I don't wanna be bogged down in stress. I don't wanna be bogged down in, well, you should be at this point in your career, you should be doing this, you should be doing that. The biggest joy that I get out of my life is helping others is helping others to live in their purpose that's where i live not working in corporate america and having to deal with the foolishness the foolie wangery that i like to call it the uncivilness that people have towards one another the you know the the biting emails the the you guys know what i'm talking about right like i'm way beyond all of that um so for me it's about what's the next level what does your life look like after a certain age you know Denise Davis what yes I have a daughter in college and I want to make sure that she's good to go but I'm not putting my life on hold anymore I've done enough of that doing what is expected of me because that's what you're told you should do you should be successful you should do this you should do that and your life is all very regimented and structured and this is what you have to do and I don't have to do anything but stay black and die those are the two things that I have to do. The one thing I do know I have to do is live in my purpose and 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 figure out what God put me on this earth to do. And I think I have discovered that. And most people don't. And you know, thank God that you know you are able to find out what those things are and move in that. Right. So that's what I'm trying to do. Um, really connect with my Maker on a much deeper level. Even though I find it to be deep now, I want to go as deep as I possibly can. Yeah. Prayer is the, as Karen said, prayer is the single most important thing that i do every day praying for my you know what i don't even pray so much for myself i pray for others yeah if i'm going to structure like i have a very structured life but that is even structured my prayer every single day i pray for a single my daughter is every day you guys is every week you know i have structure to that right like i'm praying for For abundance and peace and joy and grace and mercy in everybody's life every single day very specifically and to me getting that deeper connection um is very important to me right it's it's you know life you know the circle of life our parents went through it too right i'm you know my mother was one who didn't go to church early on then she became very very spiritual and was fighting for me to to, and she thought that it would never happen and look what's happened look what's happened so i think um I think for me, it's a deeper connection. It's changing the landscape of my life to the point where it will bring me joy, bring me peace, and bring others the same as a result of where I am. Um, so I'm working towards that stringently on wow. a daily on a daily basis. So that's what it is for me.
0: Okay, that's how Denise is doing it now. That's how Denise Davis is doing it now. And, and, and that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Like you said, I, I see growth. I see seeds planted. And just like I said, we had... 35 years plus of knowing one another. And it's just, it's been a blessing. It's been a blessing to, to see the growth in each one of us, you know, as a result of what's happening. Okay, Denise, Ryan, would you like to go next? Yeah,
4: I certainly would. Um, where, where am I now? And how now, now? What, what's happening with me? Um, I can certainly echo a lot of what Denise Davis has said. Um, about, you know, definitely being uh, more spiritual, uh, being closer to God in ways that, that um, and, and, and moving ever closer, because I don't think you ever get close enough, eh? um, and so, you know, doing that, and being closer to family, being, uh, being closer to you all, um, you know, really, the, the, the connection that we have on a daily basis or every other day, or so. some days I'm, I'm, I'm cra- crazed and I like to, sometimes it's dumpster fires everywhere and I, I can't get to you all um, in, a t- in a timely manner. Um, <laughs> but, but have no doubt that I do check in and I look and I'm like, okay, I have to go back. This has been so meaningful for me um, in my life, I have had this discussion with my sister and she also has a circle of friends, um, sister friends um, that that um, she's in contact with every day. And we talk about how important that is, um, you know, because you could be feeling all kinds of ways and, and you get a word or something funny uh, from one of you and, and, and um, it, it just it puts you on the right path, you know. Being someone who lives alone um, during the pandemic, it, it's a, it's a different it's a different feel. Right. Uh, I, for for the first several months, I really didn't I didn't have anybody come to my house. I didn't go to anybody's home. Uh, you know that fear was there, and then I started to find ways to connect. Um, thank goodness I have a dog. <laughs> shout uh, out to Cotton. <laughs> yes, shout out to Cotton. Um, because I mean. I cannot imagine being in here all by myself with no contact. Um, so that you know that those are the types of conversations that I'm having now, say with family and with friends. How can we be closer? You know, when we when we come through this, let's you know let's live closer together. You know, I'm 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 on this campaign to get my mom to move down here now. <laughs> so you know, things like that are happening, and and um, you know. I think we'll be in this for a while longer. Uh, I feel like I'm coping with it a whole lot better now than I was at first. At first it's a a bit of shell shock and then, ooh, what's gonna happen? But then you settle into ways of of how can I do better? How can I be better? How do I come out of this better than I went in? Um, And so that's really where my focus has been in life right now is is just to be a better me and to do as much as i can to help others and looking for more ways to help others um you know so just trying to be more involved without catching covid of course
0: (laughs) absolutely absolutely (laughs) without
4: catching going uh, within reason uh, um
0: social distancing Yes,
4: to be (laughs) to be yes it's six feet apart how can i help you uh so so that that's really where i see myself right now um and you know i think we'll be in this for you know the long haul um and i think you know we're, we're gonna come out all right on the other side you know i'm very prayerful of that um and and um you know, I'm hoping we get through it as quickly as as is humanly possible.
0: Yes, yes. The thing that I love that's resonating so far with that, that both of you have said, is that it's not only, not only taking care of yourself, but reaching back and helping to take care of others. And that, that's the beauty to me in all of it. It's not just about us, it's more than just us. It's about those who we can reach back, back and encourage and, and, and bring along with us in this journey. So, so, that's something that's key. and I think that's awesome. Okay, Grace, how now? Where are you now? How you now? You know, I was
1: talking with uh, a cousin last night who is, um, who is actually at a funeral now for a family member who passed away suddenly, not related to COVID. A young person, 50 something years old, relatively young. And we were just going through the, the impact of sudden loss because we all think we have X amount of years before us, but we don't know. Mm -hmm. And really understanding that all of what we go through, whether it be uh, an experience that we would consider um, triumphant or an experience that we would consider to be a trial, that all of those experiences have within them the opportunity to bring us in closer communion with our maker. And so in asking and answering that question, where am I now? This experience has done just that, bringing me closer. It's the same prayers, but reaching a whole different dimension. Um, And I think that that kind of journey of connecting with the creator is infinite. But we don't always take ourselves or get to those deeper levels because the things that we go through um, might not push us in that way. So it's a funny thing, trial, because we would never, I say this every once in a while, we never volunteer. I want to go through trial. I want to feel what that's like to lose a child or lose a parent or go through a divorce or a grandpa. None of us would raise our hand and volunteer for any of that or go through a pandemic. But going through it in God's mercy, God willing, we are brought something in replacement of what we've lost that we would have never gotten otherwise. And so I am, I'm so grateful for the challenge although I never volunteer for it. Um, It's deepening my faith and um, just continuing to learn how to walk this walk, how to practice what I preach, um, trying to deepen my humility, um, and just be an all around better person. And as all of you have said, and as we continue to say, so, so eternally grateful for the souls of you sisters. Along this path, along this journey, um, we were not given each other for play, for sport. Although we do that with each other, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. It's so much deeper than that, and I'm so grateful. So that's that's where I am now, just walking this walk and trying to deepen that relationship to our source and with each other, gratefully in gratitude, no matter what it is we experience, yes. what it is. We yeah. yeah, girl. Yeah Thank word. you, Grace. Ooh, ooh. Karen,
0: I have can. to.
3: I can only say gratitude. Gratitude is is a word that has um, resonated this year for me.
0: Yeah. Uh,
3: we turned fifty this year. Yes, we did. Many have not had that privilege, <laughs> and um, we have seen people <laughs> young us. We've seen people older than us leave this earth um, with no explanation. We have um, our family members that we care deeply about and friends that we care deeply about and they've sustained us. I'm just so grateful. I'm grateful that this is a pandemic we're in and the creator has spared me,
0: you
3: know to be able to experience enough in life to be strong enough to get through this. I am grateful. I am grateful for each one of you women. As strong and as boldly as I can be, I appreciate every inch of everything we've shared together. This pandemic has made me realize that I cannot afford to take anything for granted.
0: Amen. I am just grateful. Amen. Amen. Yeah, ladies, again, mm-hmm. thank you so, so much for sharing this space and this time with me. You know, it means the world to me because you all mean the world to me. And, uh, you know, I, I want to at least stop and pause and, and tell you how, how I'm living in this now because for me it has been a time of abundance. It has been a time of, of centering to self for me, spiritually, mentally, physically. I have just been in, I've had the opportunity to align myself. And that's something that was key, is, and, and continues to be key in me, me being able to move forward and me being able to reach back and to, and to pour into others. I really need to take that time to pour into myself my bible studies my, my my time with the creator has has gone to a new level i i have you know i i have poured or, or so much has been poured into me that now i'm in the space of overflow Man. And, and what came out of that was the birth of this show for that mm-hmm. reason because it was an overflow it was something that I felt that it was it was larger than me it was bigger than me I wanted to be able to touch people on the level and say how, how can we how, how am I dealing with this I'm, I'm taking it one step at a time and I'm not beating myself you know beating myself up for those days when I'm not feeling it right And that's the thing we're going to have days where we're not feeling it where I'm just like, okay, look, let's just speedball past today because I can't do today. And then some days I'm going to use the reset button on today because I can't do today. <laughs> and so we, we get into that space, and, and it's just a matter of, how do I want to say this? I want to say we, we get to a space where we want to be able to express our emotions and our feelings, but we don't want to live there. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense we don't want to live Mm -hmm. there it's okay to be upset it's okay to be angry it's okay to be frustrated it's okay to not know you know what's going to happen today or tomorrow but it's important that we not stay there that we figure out okay i've had this emotion i've experienced it now let me move forward and i think that's that's where i'm at in that space of growth i'm learning how to move past that I'm learning how to embrace the emotions and the feelings that I have and to be able to say, it's okay to feel that way, but it's not okay to stay with. Right. So, you know, I, I'm always in a space of, of meeting people where, where they are, but not leaving them there and saying, what can I do to help you to get out of this space?
2: And again, that's what
0: How Now is all about. So thank you all for sharing this time with me. Thank you all for being there for me. For the many years that we've been together, you all are my heart. You're my heart. And I really, really strongly appreciate and am grateful for the connection that we have as a sisterhood. And I pray that health and, and, and well being and safety and all blessings continue to overflow in each one of your lives. Know that I'm praying for you and with you daily and with your families. And, and I just pray that we'll be able to, to continue to walk this walk in faith and that we find a space of peace. So again, thank you all for joining us. Thank you all for joining me here on How Now, where we talk about how to live in the now. And until we meet again, I say peace. peace okay?